Good morning and happy June 1st. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. What a joyful, beautiful morning it is today. Let's begin our morning in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place my trust in you. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, I believe in your love for me. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few extra prayers we're adding to the list each and every day. I, You know, I was debating, do we pray the Hail Mary? The, the month of May is over, and I thought, no, we, we stay with Mary all year round. Why not? Jesus would want us to stay with Mary. Mary would want us to go to Jesus the two are together, so if, if we're with Mary, we're with Jesus. If we're with Jesus, we're with Mary. We're with his blessed mother. So let's let's go to both of them together. It's you know you wouldn't go to your friend's house, say hi to your friend who's standing there with their mom, and and not say oh, and hello uh, to to their mother. And you wouldn't go and, and say hello to their mother and not say hello to them. So good to be with you this morning. Here's what's ahead on the show. We're going to be talking with Shauna Dubois about Gabriel's retreat ministry. We are also going to wrap up hearing about the gifts of the Holy Spirit from Father Wade Menezes. For our radio listeners, we have a homily on charity today and a ho- uh, holiday, a homily on charity today. We have a homily on our mission once we leave the walls of the church. You know, once, once we go outside the door, um, what are we supposed to do? We've got some words of encouragement on that, plus our daily dose of encouragement, the weather cataquiz and, uh, you know, some great music this morning as well. That's all ahead. First, let's go to Mike Roberts for a look at today's weather. Today is the memorial of St. Justin the Martyr. Born in Samaria around the end of the first century, his father and grandfather may have been Roman diplomats. As a young man, Justin had a thirst for philosophy and a desire to know about God. It took him some time, but he eventually found satisfaction studying Plato. It was then that he crossed paths while walking one day near the seashore, and he spoke to a man there about Christianity. This conversation would lead Justin to become a Gentile convert, teacher of his new faith, and the very first Christian philosopher. Justin became an apologist, defending the Christian faith using sound philosophical arguments. Most of Justin's writings have been lost, but his first apology survives, and in it, he makes an attempt to convince Roman Emperor Antonius to bring an end to his persecution of Christianity by showing that its logic could not stand up to sound philosophical reasoning. It was during the reign of Antonius that Justin went to Rome and started a new school, teaching philosophy and Christianity. There, he began to attract a great number of students, but eventually he was arrested 
with several of his students and companions. Then he was condemned along with them and beheaded around the year 165. St. Justin the Martyr, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. I think any of us in life, at some point or another, are confronted with something that is overwhelming, unsettling. You, you have so many questions. I have so many questions. I don't know what to do. And it feels like all of a sudden you're moving faster than you've ever moved before, trying to figure things out. And in your heart, you just want a moment to stop and breathe and maybe figure out what's going on. Our next guest knows a lot about that. Her name is Shauna Dubois, and we're happy to have you with us on Roadmap to Heaven today, Shauna. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now, you are part of a retreat ministry. In fact, you founded a retreat ministry called Gabriel's Retreat Ministries, which is a retreat and support ministry for women facing unexpected pregnancies. So when we talk about all of a sudden going from life to life in overdrive, overwhelmed, trying to figure out a lot of things quickly, it can be just incredibly overwhelming. Yes. Um, as you said, I founded the ministry because um, I myself have been in that overwhelming situation where life just feels like it's an overdrive. Years later, I can't imagine my life without the unexpected uh, joys that were given to me from God during the time. It was a real spiritual and emotional struggle, and so that's why I founded the ministry, to try to help other women. So tell us a little bit about the ministry. A, a woman's facing an unexpected pregnancy. She gets in touch with you and with Gabriel's Retreat Ministries. What happens next? Um, it really depends where that mama is and what kind of is making her pregnancy unexpected, right? Um, I think that's one of the things that our ministry really tries to individualize it to each mom. So they get in touch with us, and uh, if they're interested in our retreats, we give them all that information, and then we let them know about all our support services. We have support group meetings and education classes, and then we also just kind of see where each mama is as far as what kind of support they might need. So um, when we say unexpected pregnancy, um, a lot of people go to that crisis mode, but there's a lot of things that can make a pregnancy unexpected. So we really want to kind of see where that mama is, right? Is it age? Is it life circumstances? Is it a diagnosis for mom or baby? Is it, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. I, so. I, I remember uh, baby number one and baby number five, both ba joyful, joyful babies, uh, and yet different sets of questions in each of those uh, pregnancies. And then I, I remember the time that we were faced with a pregnancy that we lost, and then the next mm -hmm. pregnancy that came along, there were a lot of different questions that we had never been through before. And in each instance, there was that, okay, can I have a moment just to collect myself and breathe? Now, one of the things that sets you apart, and the reason that we're here to talk about this on the show versus just, you know, doctors and other institutions that help with this yep. is that you incorporate our faith into right. this. And why is that so important? Um, so, like I said, when I went through my own personal experiences, the spiritual element is very much a factor, right? Learning to really trust in God's plan and providence. And, and sometimes that's easier said than done. Sometimes we have to take that time to step back. And so when God put this ministry on my heart after a lot of prayer, uh, 
I said no for a while, but I thought I'd just get involved in a ministry that already maybe tended to the spiritual side. And it doesn't really exist here, at least not here in the St. Louis surrounding areas where we kind of journey with those moms to help them with that faith aspect of really trusting God and um, walking with them with the in the spiritual side of things, because that's very much a, a piece of all of it when we're dealing with that unexpectedness in life. You are not alone is a message I think we all need to hear time and time again. That is actually one of the biggest things I think we really try to help these moms realize, especially on the retreat weekend, because a lot of moms think they're the only ones struggling with that. They're the only ones feeling that way. They're the only ones feeling overwhelmed or lost. They're the only ones feeling bad about they know this is a gift like even like your your pro-life catholic moms like this is a gift but i have three little ones at home and i'm pregnant with number four and i wasn't expecting to be and just like in all of that and just helping process yeah the not alone is absolutely it now you've got a retreat weekend coming up here soon at the end of june yes at the marianist retreat and conference center out in eureka missouri so tell us a little bit about uh who, who's the retreat for And then what can they expect on the weekend, and how do they sign up? Sure. Um, So the retreat is for any pregnant or uh, newly postpartum mom. So you can come on a retreat when you're pregnant or within that first year of postpartum. If you're that first year of postpartum, you can even bring your your little little one with you if um, you need to do that. And then the weekend is kind of at your own pace. You can participate in as much or as little of the weekend as you want. So it's a Friday to Sunday, so Friday night to like late Sunday afternoon, so like 48 hours of retreat. And there's some talks and there's some quiet time and reflection time. There's some spiritual direction time if you want to take advantage of that. We have a counselor that comes out too if you want to take advantage of that and walk the grounds. So while we provide some different talks and spiritual elements to kind of help feed your soul, it's all kind of at each woman's pace. So yeah. That's kind of nice is you don't don't feel like you have to participate in everything, especially when you're when you're a pregnant mom, like maybe you just need to go take a nap and you're gonna have to miss this session and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> All right. Now for more information, the website is www.gabrielsretreat.org. Yes. And, and that's, you can sign up for the retreat there. Yeah, so there's a form on the retreat section of that website that they can just say that they're interested and then I uh, will reach out with more details. And our retreats are completely free. They cost nothing to attend. So don't let that be a reason to stop you from coming. All right. Well, Shauna Dubois, thank you so much for being with us to share about this wonderful retreat ministry, Gabriel's Retreat Ministries. And again, that date for the next retreat is June 24th through 26th. It's at the Marianist Retreat and Conference Center. And for more information, www.gabrielsretreat.org. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Prayer in a Time of Waiting. All-powerful and ever-living God, guard our churches, our homes, our schools, our hospitals, our factories, and all the places where we gather. Deliver us from harm and peril. Protect our land and the peoples from enemies within and without. Grant an early peace with victory founded upon justice. Instill in the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere a firm purpose to live forever in peace and goodwill toward all. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. All week long, we have been continuing our conversation on Pentecost and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And as Father Wade has been telling us, the gifts build 
one upon the other. Yesterday, we started looking at those gifts in detail, and today we are going to pick up where we left off with Father Wade Menezes talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gift of fortitude or courage, I love this one, I always have. The gift of fortitude or courage sustains our decision to follow the will of God in any given situation and defend our faith even when threatened by bodily injury or even death. This gift allows us to be steadfast in our decisions to do well and to endure evil even when we do not want to. And it could be an evil too, as I intimated earlier, that doesn't lead to the red martyrdom of blood, but it could be an evil that leads to the white martyrdom of persecution and tribulation. A theme, this latter martyrdom, the white martyrdom that John Paul II frequently talked about at his World Youth Days uh, throughout his 26 plus years pontificate. He frequently exhorted the young people gathered at the World Youth Days in the different countries and the different continents throughout the world uh, to not only prepare themselves and be ready for a red martyrdom of blood, but to be ready for the white martyrdom of tribulation, the white martyrdom of persecution. And I think that's very important. And this fourth gift of fortitude or courage is very important in that regard. And I think, you know, you as a husband and father, the protector, the provider, the defender, the, the natural gifts to the masculine genius, where the nurturer, the comforter, the nester are the natural gifts to the feminine genius, John Paul II would say. Not that you're, you and your wife can't share in each other's three gifts. Your wife, I'm sure, is to a certain degree is a provider, protector, defender. Uh, the old phrase, mama bear, right? Don't poke mama bear, right? And you yourself, Adam, can share in her primary gifts of, of her feminine genius as a comforter and a nester, that, no doubt, okay? But all I'm saying is in your masculine genius, you're the provider, the protector, the defender. That's where fortitude and courage comes in your life to be practiced to demonstrate to your own children, especially your sons, what that means, because they're called to carry that torch one day. So you're living the seven gifts are modeled to your loved ones. They're modeled for the ones that you're called to lead to salvation through your vocation as a husband and father. And I think that's important to remember. And, and a quick word to all the dads out there listening, to all the husbands out there listening, pray for this gift daily. Uh, it yeah. is difficult to exercise all yeah. of the things we're called to as fathers, even sometimes within our own homes, answering the children, well, Dad, why can't we do this? My friends all do this at school. Why can't I have this? Why can't I watch that? Why can't I? It's hard to be the one that has to say no from time to time, but pray for that gift of fortitude. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, this leads us to the, the very next one. Uh, well, Dad, why can't I do it? Well, because of such and such or because of such and such. The gift of counsel, also known as the gift of right judgment. See, you're, you're imbuing your ch children with the gift of right judgment when you explain the gift of the Holy Spirit of right judgment, also called the gift of counsel, when you explain the reasons why, about temporal factors, you know, why they can't go roller skating today with their friends, for example, uh, or whatever it is. It could be about something temporal, no doubt, but you're still imbuing them with the, the gift of right counsel, the gift of right judgment. Uh, this gift acknowledges the difference between right and wrong and bestows proper judgment as the human intellect and will work together to love and to choose the good, the true, and the beautiful. So the intellect is to know, the will is to choose. Why do I point to my heart when I say the will is to choose? Because the heart, poetically speaking, is a symbol of love. 
within human nature, right? Across cultures even. So hopefully we always choose based on an ordered love and not a disordered love. So we have the intellect to know and the will to choose. Again, the gift of counsel or right judgment acknowledges the difference between right and wrong and bestows proper judgment as the human intellect and the human will work together to love and choose what is good, true, and beautiful on a regular basis, on a continuum, in concrete daily actions. The Holy Spirit's gift of counsel inspires us to speak up and to encourage others to do the correct thing always. It bestows upon us prudence, allowing us to act promptly and rightly in the face of difficult situations, which takes us back to fortitude and courage, which is the one we just discussed before right counsel and right judgment. This is why there's a traditional listing to the seven, because each one really feeds off its prior one. And at the end of the seven, you have a cohesive whole of these beautiful gifts uh, that we are, I like to say, adorned with. Scripture is loaded with imagery of adorned with jewels, adorned with diadems, adorned with crowns, right? And really, this is what the seven gifts are. And I think it's very, very important. Uh, the gift of piety or reverence, the gift of reverence, is our obedience to God and our willingness to serve him no matter what. It is not just obedience through a sense of duty or obligation. No, it goes much more deeper than that. But rather obedience out of love and devotion. The first three commandments, right, have to do with love of God. And the remaining seven of the commandments, beginning with commandment four, have to do with love of neighbor. But really, you see God in your neighbor. Because isn't your neighbor made in the same image and likeness of God as in their human nature as you are in your human nature? Of course, your neighbor is made in God's image and likeness. So really, all Ten Commandments have to do with love of God, but especially the first three, because they deal with God directly and our reverence and our devotion and our respect and obedience toward him. So again, the gift of piety or reverence is our obedience to God and our willingness to serve him. It is not just obedience through a sense of duty or obligation. No, but rather obedience out of love and devotion. It facilitates a deeper respect and honor for God and his bride, the church, follow, uh, founded by the God-man Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity. So I just love how all these feed off one another, you know, and uh, it's important because they're enacted not only in our spiritual life, Adam, they're really truly enacted in our secular temporal vocational life as well, you know, and, and you can plug these into the most mundane things of everyday life and living. You know, so the last one is the gift of fear of the Lord, also known as the gift of wonder and awe of the Lord. Uh, again, the gift of fear of the Lord, also known as the gift of wonder and awe of the Lord. Uh, the gift of fear of the Lord makes us aware of the glory and majesty of God. Now, doesn't that make sense that this one follows piety and reverence? The sixth gift of piety and reverence towards God, right? The gift of the fear of the Lord, also known as the gift of wonder and awe of the Lord, makes us aware of the glory and majesty of God. This gift is also synonymous with the fear of the Lord, in which we dread sin. We dread sin and fear offending God, not out of a servile fear, but rather out of a filial fear. The filial fear is the fear of a child who doesn't want to disappoint the parent precisely because they know the parent loves them. And in the prior gift of piety, we talked about how it's not just out of obedience, but it's out of love that we carry out piety, right? So it's not a servile fear. That's the fear of the underling receiving a punishment uh, from the superior. That would be a servile fear. 
but rather fear of the Lord has to do with a filial fear, the fear of a child who doesn't want to disappoint the parent, precisely because they know the parent loves them. It has nothing to do with punishment. Uh, we fear displeasing God and losing our connection with him and sanctifying grace, or and even actual grace, because of our love for him. Uh, the Holy Spirit's gift of wonder and awe increases our desire to draw closer to God and to literally depart from sin, even venial sin. And I think that's important. So there you have it. Gift of wisdom, gift of understanding, gift of knowledge, gift of fortitude or courage, the gift of counsel or right judgment, uh, the gift of piety and reverence, and the gift of the fear of the Lord, also known as the gift of wonder and awe of the Lord. That wraps up the gifts of the Holy Spirit with Father Wade Menezes. Now let's have a little catequiz segment here. We are talking this week about the Holy Trinity, which we're getting ready to celebrate Trinity Sunday, and it's going to be the focus of the show tomorrow. Yesterday we were talking about that uh, nature and person. That We use the phrase, my nature, which means there is a person, I, who possesses nature. Well, Frank Sheed goes on to say that further we see that a person and nature answer two different questions. If we are aware that there is something in the room, we ask, what is it? If we can see that it is a human being but cannot distinguish the features, we ask, who is it? What asks about the nature and who asks about the person? Frank then goes on to give some beautiful illustrations to help us understand this, that our nature determines what we can do. You know, you and I, for instance, can raise our hand, he says. We can laugh. We can eat. We can sleep. We can do all of these things that humans do because of our human nature. He, he reminds us that if I were to bite you, which well, I, I'm not going to bite you. Let's just be very clear about that. I, I can't inflict venom into you because I am not a snake. I don't have snake nature. Um, so person is who nature is what we do. And it's an important thing to think about as we think about the three divine persons with divine nature as we reflect upon the Holy Trinity. There's a lot to unpack. We're going to dedicate the show tomorrow to unpacking as much as we can. We won't get through all of it. In the meantime, here is United Pursuit with a song called Head to the Heart. A prayer for the dead. God, our Father, your power brings us to birth, your providence guides our lives, and by your command we return to dust. Lord, those who die still live in your presence. Their lives change but do not end. I pray and hope for my family, relatives, and friends, and for all the dead known to you alone. In company with Christ, who died and now lives, may they rejoice in your kingdom, where all our tears are wiped away. Unite us together again in one family to sing your praise forever and ever. Amen. We certainly hope you have found it prudent to tune in to the Daily Dose of Encouragement this week, where we're talking about prudence, and here with another thought on the matter is Patty Schneier. Well, we've been talking about three steps to grow in prudence. The first, of course, is to acknowledge any darkness, any sin in our life, and get right with the church. Secondly, to seek wise counsel from godly, holy people to help us in our decisions. The third step is to squarely face up to the problem. Whatever the decision is that you have to make, don't allow yourself to be led by what people will think or just stall for more time or more signs or more reasons, shying away from making a commitment or just justifying lukewarm compromises. 
Search for the quickest and most direct way to reach God. Simplify the question. Here's the question to ask when you have an important decision to make. What will bring me closer to God? Then, out of love, boldly choose it. And don't look back. That is supernatural prudence. Ask yourself that question again. What will bring me closer to God? That's your conscience telling you which path to choose. So I hope that's helpful for you if you have an important decision to make. I love simple instructions because it's hard for me to mess them up. And I think the three steps you've given us so far this week are powerful and yet simple, and they're easy for us all to follow. I really do love simple instructions. Don't don't make it overcomplicated, please. Just tell me what to do, where to be, when to be there, and uh, what's going on. And uh, it's easier that way. I, I was with someone recently who uh, we, were, we were speaking and someone came up and said, can I ask you a question? They, they were speaking to the person I was with and uh, started giving all these things. And, and he finally said, ask me what you want to ask me. You know, I, I know you want to ask me something. Just ask me what you want to ask me. It'll, it'll be quicker. It'll be easier for you. It'll be easier for me. And I greatly appreciated that moment. Yeah, I, I was profound for that. I, not profound. I was inspired by that example. A little bit of word salad from Adam Wright this morning. As we said, tomorrow on the show, we're going to be getting ready for Trinity Sunday. We're going to take a closer look at the Holy Trinity Next week, we're going to start getting ready for Corpus Christi. It's a time of Eucharistic revival that we are in, and revival starts at home with us. In fact, I'm actually going to go record an interview uh, right after the show today with one of the Eucharistic revival preachers who's here in St. Louis, and we'll have that for you next week. But it's on that very topic. How does Eucharistic revival start with me, and how can the, the Feast of Corpus Christi And all of the public witness we give to our Lord in the most blessed sacrament help me to have a better and a deeper Eucharistic faith, which at its core is about a better and deeper relationship with our Lord himself. You know, it's uh, it's one thing to wear the T-shirt. It's another thing to have the belief. And as someone who has a lot of T-shirts about my faith, it's something I have to remind myself of. Wearing a T-shirt is easy. Going deep in my faith is a challenge and a good one. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't forget, tomorrow's First Friday, Saturday's First Saturday. We've been mentioning what to do for those. We'll get into that again tomorrow morning. We invite you to join us and be on the First Friday Reparation Team. Let's make some prayers of reparation together for sins and blasphemies against the Sacred Heart of our Lord tomorrow. And have that plan to go to daily Mass tomorrow. It's part of the devotion to go to Mass receive Holy Communion and make those prayers in honor of the Sacred Heart and in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart. And this is the month of the Sacred Heart. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. Pray your rosary today and trust in the Sacred Heart of Jesus.